You're listening to the Funky Gamer Podcast. Hello, hello, hello there. Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to the Funky Gamer Podcast. This is episode five. We are back for a fifth week. A little bit later than usual on the, the posting of this particular episode, namely down to EGX, which is a big UK gaming event that just happened. We'll go into some detail into that later. My name, as always, Ricky James. I am your host. With me this week, my good friend and co-host, Mr. Chris Wright. How are you doing, my friend? You all right? Hello. Yeah, I'm good. Good. Thanks for taking time out your day, as always, to come and chat to me about some good stuff. How's your week been? Uh, well, quiet. I've not been at work, so I've just been able to chill out and game for most of the week. Up until the weekend, when, of course, as I've just alluded until to... the weekend, we... when the madness happened, yes. It was a good weekend, though, wasn't it? It was, yeah. It was absolutely mental, but it was a good one. It was indeed mental, but I, can't, I love going to EGX every year. I think we'll probably look to do it again next year, maybe with a bit more of a funky game of presence, depending on how we do, but... Yeah, that's that's good stuff. Right, okay, so let's waste no time getting into this. Let's go to what are you playing? What are you playing? So, what exactly have you done with your week off? I'm assuming you've been playing some games, Christoph. I've been playing Spider-Man and Tomb Raider. It's pretty much the same as the week before, because nothing else has really been released. No, sure, but I'm assuming you've made some progress in both of those. I've played some of the story bits as well. Uh... I think I'm about 50%, maybe nudging 60% of the way through the story on that now. Wow, you're teasing uh, me here. You may actually finish this. I might, yeah. Yeah, it's it's looking promising right now. I had my flatmate finished it over the weekend, and he's now urging me to go through it so he can actually talk to somebody about it. Is this Josh? Yes, that is. That's him. All right, shout out to Josh if he ever listens. There you go. Yes, uh, Tomb Raider, very handily. It gives me a, an incredibly precise percentage as to what I've complete on it. And it's currently sat at 27.86%. That's not bad going, considering you don't really do much <laughs> when it comes I know, to playing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But for them to be that precise with my completion is just strange to me. Excellent. I have literally just come off from playing Spider-Man to sit down and do this. I've just done a pretty... Pretty big boss battle, actually, and so successfully nonetheless. So I haven't quite finished it much like you yet, but I think we're getting ever closer to that spoiler cast that we keep talking about, aren't we? I think we are, yeah. yeah we might even do five or ten minutes on it one day. I think that would be a really good idea because it is. A, there's a lot to discuss with this game. I'm just being really cautious not to spoil it, not only for you guys, but for the people that might be listening that haven't yet finished it. And I'd rather kind of give people a heads up if it's something we're going to discuss. So maybe next week, and if we do go into some detail, I'll make sure people get a fair warning before we start talking about stuff, especially if it's spoilery in some way. Yeah, as to how many minutes to skip of this week's podcast or something along those lines. Yeah, well, that's, um, I might be able to go, go and pre-record that, having gone back through and listened to how many minutes worth of spoiler stuff we have. That might be something we can do. So bear, bear with us on that. We will get there eventually. But for now, um, anything else that you've been chucking about on other than Spider- Spider-Man and Tomb Raider? Uh, EA Access gave us, uh, well, those of us with an Xbox One, uh, a chance to play FIFA 19 sort of a week early. You know, they throw out these 10-hour trials for you to try the game. And that's something, uh, you know, so you're, you're obviously a big FIFA I've, fan, so you've played I've that. Man- right? Yeah, I've, man- I've managed to boot it up and have a few games on that, and it's it's nice this year. It's very nice, uh, as ever. They've, they've polished the presentation and added a few gameplay tweaks here and there, but yeah, spot on for me. Fantastic. That's good to know. Anybody that's a FIFA fan, probably you should go check that out. In fact, if you're already a FIFA fan, you don't need to listen to me. You've already checked it out, basically, <laughs> I, I would imagine. 
Great stuff, Chris. Okay, so yeah, I, I think hopefully we'll have a bit more detail next week. No, I, I'd be good if we could actually get to a point with this segment where we go, oh yes, we've actually played something different this week as opposed to what we played last week. But, you know, <laughs> games take time, don't they, to complete? So, yeah, we'll get there. I'm sure, I'm sure I'll be flitting about between games over the next few weeks with everything hitting. I know, right? Um, oh, just a quick proviso because I realised I didn't mention it at the, the top of the show here. Dave, of course, normally supposed to be uh, co-hosting with us. Unfortunately, he started university today, so I think his schedule's got a little bit caught up and that kind of thing. So whilst he had planned to be here, as always, he may drop in, but he's not here right now, just down to other commitments. So um, yeah, hope his first day at uni went well and hopefully we'll catch up with him soon and uh, we can get him get him involved once more. Okay, right, I'll tell you what then. Let's go on to the uh, news and discussion, shall we? Funky Gamer, news and discussion. Right, so we've got four items on our list here, roughly. Yeah, it's a very rough four this week. One of them actually picked up from last week, which I think we're going to knock off for the moment because it was mainly main- meant for Dave. Last week, one of the things that we answered, which is one, which game are you looking forward to picking up most? And if you can only pick one, what would that be? So, yeah, I'm not going to go into that again. We kind of left that in there for Dave, but obviously he's not he's not managed to um, be here, sadly. We'll, we'll, we'll keep it on here for next week and we'll see whether we can get his answer on that. The few things that we do have, number one on the list here, Chris, PlayStation mm-hmm. have revealed a PS1 classic system. I well, off off the bat, I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna go out there and say that this is absolutely a response to backward compatibility from Microsoft, given the fact that uh, PS Now is not quite up there with uh, its Xbox counterpart. Have you seen this? What do you think of this? Are you gonna get one? I've not got one on order. Uh, I always see these these classic consoles and while they look good and it's sort of a, a a nice way to look at the past, I'm sort of more about the now and the future of gaming. Sure. It, these these games were all good back in the day and as a nostalgic look, it's nice. It's nice, but the, it's just not for me. Fair enough. And I think that's I think there's probably a number of people that sit in that camp. On the other, on the opposite side. Uh, by the way, just to be clear, I also do sit in the now, not in the past. Although, depends on the game, I suppose. But there are other people that sit in this camp of, well, I really do want to be able to go back and play stuff just as an option. I think that's the thing: is having it as an option is probably quite nice. So this is kind of akin to Nintendo's solution in that it's a it's a piece of hardware that comes pre-bundled with a bunch of games, uh, and you're able to basically switch between those on the fly, and obviously they've, they've updated the hardware itself to be more modern, so it's HDMI out. There is no physical disc associated with it, although they have kept the original button configuration on, on the console itself. They've gone with the classic controllers. God, the, ones that, the ones that give you hand cramps after a few hours gaming. Because... It's not just the nostalgia for the games that you want. You also want the feeling of not being able to move. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I want my fingers to go numb after a couple of hours. That's really good. Who doesn't like that? Besides, you can sort <laughs> yourself out afterwards and it feels like somebody else is doing it, which is always good. <laughs> yeah, I, I I was quite shocked at this. I didn't expect them to come out with this. I don't think anybody did, quite frankly, because they kind of hedged all their bets on the Gaikai PS Now stuff really for back compat up until you know the point at which they announced this I do think it's a neat idea for those that would be interested in playing their classic PlayStation games unlike the Xbox counterpart though you don't have the option to kind of take games that you may already still own and pop them in and have it allow you to play them again it is very much a pre-selected set of about 20 games from what I'm reading here yeah they've hit well, 20 for a start and I think the big three, from Sony's point of view, 
will be Final Fantasy Seven, Ridge Racer, and Tekken Three. See, I can see Final Fantasy Seven scratching the itches of a lot of people. Final Fantasy Seven will do it for a lot of people. Yeah. Oh God, because that game was huge, and it seems that no matter how often you play it, or how many times you've played through that game, you are always willing to have another go at it. Sure. And although at the same time, we forget they are also supposed to be remastering that at the moment as well. Yeah, that seems to have been a long time coming. And the fact that they're releasing it episodically as well. Yeah, I think that's probably a means to get around the long development cycle, if I'm completely honest, but we'll we'll see. I, th- I think it's a bit of a filler, quite frankly. I think people yeah. are more likely to wait for the re-release, should that ever come. It kind of reminds me, the Final Fantasy development, the way that it's going, kind of reminds me of The Last Guardian, in that it's been announced and it just seems to be year after year after year, we hear nothing further, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. then all of a sudden it'll just appear out of nowhere. Exactly, and I'm sure at that point there will be some sort of massive hoo-ha and everybody will be jumping on the bandwagon to buy uh, uh, that that re-release. I suppose this kind of a solution, i.e. a PS uh, Slim or Classic, if you will, I, I guess that's a, a, a nice way for people to be able to scratch that itch until, say, like the re-release of Final Fantasy comes out. It basically, yeah, you're right. It comes with two classic controllers. And the price actually, someone, I don't know. What do you think of the price? I've got here 99 euros. I don't know what that equates to in pounds. It is 90 quid in pounds. Do you think that's fair as an asking price? I think it's around the, the same ballpark as the, the Nintendo machine that was released. So I think they've looked at that and gone, well, people are willing to pay that. So, I mean, why not? Just just put it out there at that. Because that, the Nintendo one just sold out immediately but nintendo are a different kettle of fish though aren't they nintendo are a completely different brand but i think sony have sony have priced it right but it's not sold out anywhere as far as i'm aware all right so if you're interested in a ps classic by all means go ahead and order one i don't think you'll have much trouble i'd be interested to know whether people are not going to get one of these if you do if you are thinking about picking up a ps classic or if you have some opinion on the whole kind of old hardware or reinvented old hardware for nostalgic purposes versus the whole emulator kind of approach What's your preference on that? Um, not, I mean, I will throw that to Chris, but it's also, I guess, a, a question for our viewers. If if anybody listening wants to chime in on the conversation here, do you think it is better to emulate in in terms of uh, making games backward compatible, i.e., the more Microsoft approach, or do you think it's better to kind of pre bundle hardware and offer it as a complete package, much like Sony and Nintendo have done here? I think it seems to be the easier way of doing things because you don't have that much tech to play with, and what you have got you know is there and it works yeah absolutely i think i do think it's a neat idea uh, i may very well get one just for nostalgia's sake but it certainly isn't something i'm going to be rushing out to buy i'm pretty sure that you're probably the same on that oh yeah yeah i am, I am. i'm definitely holding off cool well um when what do we actually know when they're being released are they out now can you pre-order them i guess you can pre-order them now uh they are due to launch in december so just before christmas you can you can go out and probably pick them up Ah, yeah, sorry, it is. It's 18th of... Oh, sorry, the 3rd of December. Apologies. Yes, yeah. yeah, so it's yeah. 89 99 3rd of December 2018. Make a nice little Christmas present for those who are into their retro consoles and retro games. I do think it's a neat idea. We'll have to see how the MPD hardware sale numbers and that kind of thing show whether that's of any success for Sony. Well, I wish them all the best, and for anybody looking to pick one up, please let us know what you think of that in particular, because it's quite a, a cool thing. 
Another thing, sticking on this is very PlayStation-centric news topics this week, or discussion topics. <laughs> the next thing I've got on here has been spotted, and I don't know why I'm surprised at this, to be perfectly honest with you, but there's been some reports that Battle, uh, excuse me, PUBG, so PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds, the well-known PC Xbox exclusive at this point, has been spotted in the wild as coming to PlayStation at some point in the very near future. Are you surprised by this? Not at all. It's been it's been a hell of a long time coming, but it was in beta for a very long time on on P on PC and Xbox. Yeah, and it's only just been fully released. Sure. Uh, I think it was spotted in a Korean ratings board leak or something weird like that. Yeah. So, uh, it's yeah, it is. It's uh, a listing on a South Korean ratings game. Excuse me. It says here the listing on the South Korean ratings board game ratings and and administration committee clear no, clearly notes player unknowns battlegrounds next to PS4, which is kind of cool. That's reporting from Gamespot there, one of their articles a couple of days ago, effectively outlined this, um, and that it would basically change the idea that this is in fact an Xbox One exclusive. Um, they kind of very much hinting towards the same path that Tomb Raider took in that it was like a yearly exclusive before eventually PlayStation got it. It does seem to be more common now that and somewhat a bit misleading that you'll think a game is coming out for only one platform and then a year later it just transpires that it's also coming out for another platform. Yeah, they do like to keep these things quiet to up the sales originally and hope that people are completely forgotten about it by the time it launches on something else. Yeah, so as a PlayStation player, are you going to be picking this up? Uh, I, I'm guessing. I know you've got an Xbox as well. You don't have it for Xbox, right? I do have it on Xbox, but I've not really played that much of it because it was in beta for so long. I sort of forgot that I had it until they fully launched it last week, and I've had a game or two on it, and it still looks exactly the same. It still plays exactly the same. There's not across the course of that year i have no idea what they've been doing yeah so do you think and i know you're more playstation centric as a, as a console of choice which is totally cool would you just on that basis potentially think about picking pubg up for playstation because i don't know you're more likely to play on that platform i don't think so i think with call of duty hitting soon and that going the whole uh battle royale mainly I think that'll that'll do for me. For that, I can't see me picking it up on PS4 because I think if I if I do want to play it, I'll go back to the Xbox and play it on there. Yeah, kind of an interesting one. I'll be honest. Again, I didn't expect this once more, and it just goes to show how much of this kind of thing comes out by virtue of leaks on things like games ratings, and in some cases. Uh, resellers like Amazon and that kind of thing, they tend to leak this kind of stuff. Even more um, kind of assuring for PlayStation gamers if it's being leaked on a Korean ratings board. Yeah, so mm, I'm not going to get it. I didn't play it for Xbox. Uh, I've got no particular interest in the Battle Royale genre as a whole, and I know I'm in a minority there. It's it's not for me, quite frankly. You are. You need to to get on it. Just just to enjoy getting murdered by 12-year-olds. Well, this is it. You could, I could pick up Fortnite free of charge and go into this kind of a thing without, without any barrier for entry. And I, I don't know. It yes. doesn't seem to appeal to me personally. But I, I know a lot of people love it. Otherwise, the Battle Royale genre in general would not be as big as it is now. Yeah, Fortnite wouldn't have been as huge as it has throughout the entire summer. And I think it's nice that, that other devs and other games are coming out now to sort of take people away from Fortnite in a way. Yeah. I mean, Fortnite will always be there because obviously it's got that many players and there's there's this season passes and battle packs and all that lot. Yeah, they will still sell, but I think we could see it slowing down as we move towards Christmas. 
Again, another interesting one. We'll have to see what happens with this as to whether it becomes a success. Of course, it'll be a success. It's it's PUBG and it's PlayStation. It's just basically bringing the game to more players other than Xbox and PC. So that can only really be a good thing, right? Yeah, you'd think so. Even if you don't play it. Nice. Okay, next up on the list here, Red Dead. We're going to talk about some Red Dead once more again this week. However, it's just because some new details have emerged, namely to do with the fact that we'll start off with the the more single player aspect that's been kind of announced. And it, it harkens back to something we saw in GTA 5 when that got re-released for the quote-unquote next-gen consoles, the PS4, the Xbox One. They've, they've gone out there and they've said that you can now uh, officially confirmed that there is a first-person mode within this surprising probably not <laughs> no it's not really surprising there were rumors and, and leaks as there often are with these kind of things and it, i don't know if I'd, I'd play that game in in a first person mode it, it'd just be strange it would i'm sort of i'm used to the third person from sort of all of rockstar's games no i think i thought that about the gta implementation of first person though and yeah it's actually pretty good i can see why some people may kind of find that appealing i guess yeah, I think you, you'll always get the people who who will play. There'll probably be people that will play through the entire story in first person mode just because it's there and just because it's novel. You don't get any kind of achievement. At least I don't think you got an achievement in GTA for playing it through, through entirely in first person. That might be complete <laughs> rubbish, quite frankly. I might have just made that up. But it would be cool if you did, if they incentivized you in that way. That would be awesome, I think. I'd oh, probably, God. I'd probably give it a go just for that reason. That's like hardcore mode. Uh, that would be, yeah, very hardcore. I mean, imagine riding a horse in first person. That's kind I of. Feel the, I can feel the motion sickness now. Can you imagine if they came out with some cans apart for VR as well? Then you'd feel motion sick. <laughs> oh, God. I'd need a bucket on standby constantly. Yeah, I think it's a nice thing to have in the game. I mean, it does. It fundamentally requires a full rework of the entire game, which is why it took not, not the entire game, but it's another mode and it is in and of itself an own, its own entity, therefore requires a lot of work to implement. And it's, it's the same kind of thing that they did with GTA. And that's why GTA at launch on the PS3 and Xbox 360 didn't have this mode but they did a year later you know 18 months later when it came out on the current gen consoles so yeah we'll have to wait and see as with everything but i think it's kind of a cool thing doesn't surprise me as much as the other things we spoke about here because frankly it was in gta 5 it makes sense that they carry that tech over to uh to red dead right so aside from the third first person mode they have also announced uh, a public beta for their online mode, which takes place in November. So this is actually around the same time that the single player, the full game is due to be released, but they have announced that the multiplayer component will be coming out separately and after, uh, and is being treated separately, by the way, uh, will be coming out after the main campaign. So just from your point of view, um, did you play GTA 5 online? I did, yes, yeah. Initially, yeah, just to, just a, a fun playground mode, and then took a bit of time off it, and then obviously they brought the heists out, which got me back onto it to play through those. Right, and they were all good fun with it. With a group of friends, they were great fun. But the GTA Online sort of it it died for me, and I know there's still a massive online community for it because Rockstar keep releasing packs and other bits and pieces for it. Right, yeah, of course, yeah. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking two weeks later, well. Two weeks after launch, they're saying from uh, for Red Dead they'll bring out the online mode for for Red Dead and uh, well initially as a beta just just to test the water. GTA Five was an absolute cash cow online that is for for Rockstar. 
as in it made them an absolute ton of money. So it doesn't surprise me that they're they're bundling this in as such a big feature. I think for them, it is more about, frankly, monetization. Yeah, GTA is still making the money even now. I mean, you just look at the charts and see GTA is still there. And I'm guessing the 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 in-game shark cards, which you, you cash, your in-game cash, are still selling an absolute ton of as well. Because you can still buy properties and cars and all your other bits and pieces in there. No, sure. I, I think it will be just as successful, if not even more so than GTA's counterpart, just because it is online and because of the way that people like interacting with these worlds and being kind of embedded within them. I think a lot of people like just spending time role-playing as a cowboy or a you know a heist person in the, in the case of GTA. I will give RDR Online a go because it does look very, very good. I, plus, I'm really looking for... I, I just like the whole aspect of playing as a cowboy and you know, know that you can do it all that online. I think it's a very cool thing. I certainly won't be, be spending any money on it, I can tell you that much, but I'll definitely give it a go. It did, I take it the beta is an open beta. Yes, yeah, it will be. It'll be just it'll be bolted on a couple of weeks after launch. Uh, I'm not too sure whether there'll be missions or anything like that. I'm not too sure at launch. I think they'll they'll see what they can do. I think they'll launch it bit by bit, right? And just just see see how it goes. And obviously, because GTA Five Online at launch was a car crash. It was, but they they took the time to make it better, although that's something that you rarely see these days. Normally something crashes and burns out the gate, it, it takes a lot to recover, but we are talking about Rockstar here, so it doesn't surprise me. Plus, their core game for GTA 5 was well-received, and it was genuinely quite phenomenal. It was uh, an incredible world, really, that, the, that they created from the off. Just those three characters and the way they interacted was pretty much spot on. And it looks like they've taken that to the next level with Red Dead Redemption 2. Something I am, and again, we discussed this last week, massively looking forward to. Oh, yes. Fantastic. Right. Before we uh, actually wrap up this segment, as it's probably been uh, well noted by now, it's uh, going to be a, a bit of a shorter podcast this week because we're kind of scrambling following EGX. But I do just want to kind of see whether we can squeeze a bit about EGX into this. What did, um, was there anything with regards to the convention this year that you actually, you know, want to mention that you really enjoyed, that you looked at? You know, I know one of the things that we're, we're probably going to speak about now we share in common, uh, but I'll, I'll let you, uh, I'll let you answer that first. Ah, uh, yes. The Division 2. That's it. I queued for an hour and a half to play 10 minutes of the Division 2, and man, did I enjoy it. I also queued for 90 minutes to pay, play 15 <laughs> minutes of the Division 2. I died a lot. <laughs> so much fun. It was, it was good fun. It was, it was, it was definitely worth, I wouldn't say it was worth queuing for an hour and a half, but it was definitely worth looking at. Because I think I'd have regretted it if I'd come away and not played it. I, that's the exact reason that I made myself queue in the first place, because it was right next to a stall, a stand, or a, yeah, we'll call it a stand, that was basically showing off Assassin, the new Assassin's Creed game. But that's out in like two weeks, whereas The Division isn't out until March next year, but, you know, pending any further delay that may come up. So I yeah. figured it was better to go and queue for something that you're not going to see for six months than queue for something that you can potentially play at home in two weeks' time. Yeah, and I, uh, the good thing was with the Division 2, it was right next to the Assassin's Creed booth. So I was watching Assassin's Creed as I was queuing for the Division. That's exactly what I did. And it looks, I don't know, it looks kind of similar to the last one. I know all Assassin's Creed games are basically the same. But this one, 
I don't. I wish they'd just taken a bit more time. Yeah, maybe another year out or something like that. I mean, to be fair, yeah, it feels like they've just rushed it. it I wouldn't say they rushed it because I think that I think this has been in development since Origins, but I think that's to, maybe to a slight detriment in that it again, like you say, just looks maybe too similar. At least at its at its surface, you know, kind of watching somebody play, it looks like a, a reskin of Origins in some way, which I hate to say because I really enjoyed Origins. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, well, that's not fresh and new. We'll have to see. That's why, again, another reason. I was, why I was watching. I was watching one guy playing it, and his facial expression didn't change during his entire ten-minute gameplay. He was just sat there transfixed, and there was nothing, nothing, absolutely no eye movement, nothing from the guy. Wow, he must have been dead inside. <laughs> he must have been. Yeah. I watched somebody who was absolutely terrible at the game play, <laughs> and I was just sat there, kind of shaking my head. You know, you, you think to yourself. Because having played Origins, like you know some of the button maps, and you sit there and think, no, you didn't press the button right, you idiot. <laughs> so I'm kind of glad I didn't queue for that. I did enjoy the division, though. I'm gl- like you say, I'm glad we we queued up for it. Lots and lots and lots of merchandise uh, stores in uh, EGX, which it's it's a really good thing. You can proper nerd out and go and buy yourself stuff that really relates to brands that you enjoy. As you, I did. So go on, give us a quick idea of where the stuff that you picked up whilst you were there. Uh, I picked up a God of War print, which is uh, man and boy on boat, which is cool. That's now up on my wall. Uh, I got a little place. I got the, <laughs> the little PlayStation uh, logo light as well. Oh yeah, so, so it's the sort of a, yeah. I, I posted a big one on the social media, and I bought a mini version for myself, which is cool. This was they did that they had a massive version at EGX that was like you know ten times the size of the one that you could buy, but it's effectively the the shapes from the PlayStation controller, so square, circle, X, and triangle in in like a little light form. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. It's a very cool thing. It's very neat. I did see them. I'm I'm not quite hardcore PlayStation enough to pick one up myself, but I'm glad as you you as a PlayStation hardcore person you did, and I'm assuming you're enjoying it nonetheless. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. It is a cool little thing. I actually went and, I mean, I, I, I always go out my way to look for the Blizzard merch store because I'm a big, big fan of Blizzard games, and this year was fantastic. I got myself an absolutely huge kind of desk mouse mat or a gaming mat, as they're referred to, in the style of the latest WoW or Warcraft expansion, which I'm really made up with. Um, and I got a couple of other bits as well, just for people other than myself. But yeah, great, great place to go for merch. Great place to go to meet other gamers and potentially see stuff that you're not going to get to see for, you know, another few months. Yeah, other games, other games that were demoing as well. Uh, there was a Call of Duty stand. There was a Tomb Raider stand. Uh, the Nintendo one was huge, pretty much straight in the middle of the hall. And they had a massive screen, massive screen doing Switch games. And I stood there for 10 minutes watching the guys on stage play Smash Brothers which obviously we're not going to see for another month or two. That still looks really good. So, um, yeah, Nintendo having a big presence this year. I do think next year is going to be bigger, just because I think we're going to have some more hardware announcements, I think. That seems to be the consensus at this point. But we'll... Yeah, people are rumouring new consoles for next year. And I think with the way E3 went, with there not being that much new, new in the way of games, especially from the Sony side, Sony sort of filled out on games that we'd seen previously well we'll have to wait and see but with a bit of luck we'll be going to to see some new consoles next year and funky gamer as a whole should have a bigger presence i think we're going to make ourselves known a little bit more get some t-shirts going that kind of thing make make it a little little gathering if we can do maybe encourage a few people to come and join us there i think that would be a really good time but we'll have to see so um yeah ejx all around 
glad you enjoyed it, Chris. I, I yeah, certainly did. Day it was a great time. And uh, we will actually see whether we can, if, if I can, if I can manage it, I'm going to put together some links that basically allow people to check out the photographs that we took and we'll put them in the podcast description for those that maybe want to have a look at some photographs, some videos, and maybe some pictures of our faces all looking stupid in some way, shape or form. Thankfully, I didn't appear in many of those. I know, right? Wow. <laughs> I'm, th- I'm sure you'd have only made them brighter, sir. That's fine. That's fine. Yes, the shine off my head would have done that. Exactly. It's like natural studio <laughs> lighting wherever we go. <laughs> that was EGX. We had a great time. Again, I'll try and put the, a link to some photographs in the description for those interested. But for now, let's move on to, oh my God, you know what time it is, don't you? It's not. Are we pushing it forward again? My God. Yeah, we'll, we'll do it next. Oh. Let's, let's go into Chris's Corner. It's time for Chris's Corner. This is the bit where I get to sit and chat rubbish for five minutes while Rick just sits there and does bugger all. Uh, so, over the course of the weekend, there was there was a, a protest at a Swiss football game uh, regarding to, regard, well, relating in a way to esports. So, uh, some of the crowd, 15 minutes into an, an actual Swiss league game, threw controllers and tennis balls onto the pitch to protest esports. What was the particular protest in line with, do you know? It was it was just relating to to sort of the club sort of spending money to move into the esports market. Gotcha. And obviously fans clearly weren't happy with this. I mean to throw a fifty odd quid controller onto a pitch, you've got to be pretty pissed off or have a lot of income that you can just throw away. Of course. Because <laughs> to me, lobbing a controller onto a pitch is just bizarre. Yes, I'm protesting, but yeah, here, have a 50 quid controller. So I'm guessing the groundsman that night had a field day. Just take his eBay account now. He's probably got hundreds of them on sale. Probably, and they're all going for like double the price of standard. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, because they were all on the pitch during a game. I do find that protests like that do follow some form of convention. So if it's gaming related, it kind of doesn't surprise me that they were throwing pads. Yes, yeah. Some of them have even, had even gone as far, as far as to scroll offensive comments onto their controllers before they threw them. Oh, wow. From, from, what, from what I'm seeing. The fact that people go to that, that, to that expense just to make a, their point known, it is kind of, I suppose, overkill in some regard. It is. It is. To me, it's, it strikes me as just madness. In terms of an outcome, do you know um, what, what happened? Did the protest, was it considered a success? I'm guessing so. Well, they stopped the football game, obviously, while they, they cleared up the, the whole mess that was made. But it I don't know whether it sent a message to sort of the team's owners or, or whoever whoever one of the higher-up people is in that, that whole organisation as to clearly the fans aren't happy with that kind of money being spent to move into the esports market. They'd rather it would be spent on the team and, and the ground. Of course, yeah. Very good stuff. And I have one more for you. Go. One story, the one story that broke yesterday, because uh, I, I had, I'm, I'm kind of glad we're recording this late because as of last week, I had nothing, nothing for Chris's corner to fill in this little bit of time. Uh, but then two stories broke. There was, there was that one and this one, uh, and I'm going to talk balls. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we, we all know you do that. You do that regularly. You may think there's no change there, but this is horse balls. What horse balls? Horse balls, yes. Uh, Rockstar, what? again, we're moving back to Red Dead. Uh, and Rockstar have actually come out over the weekend and said, uh, horse balls will react as they should regarding the weather conditions 
in Red Dead. You will see horse balls shrink and grow with regarding to to how the weather is in the game. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris's corner has sunk to such a low low standard <laughs> that we are now talking about horse testicles in game on a podcast. <laughs> I can just uh, what what I was picturing in my head was this guy going home to his wife after a long day at work, and they're asking him what he'd been doing, and him saying, "I've been looking at horse." Oh, it's weird. Fucked all day. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and how that conversation played out, I do not know, but I can't imagine it would have gone well. It just seems like the strangest thing. Yes, these games are detailed, but man, that's that's a whole new level of commitment. That's what I was going to say. So it does not surprise me that Rockstar went to like uh, the nth degree when it comes to maintaining detail in their games. It's one of the th- I've kind of pointed out that they're well known for. In, within the games that they make, but at the same time, going as far as to saying, "Well, we've made horse testicles react in the way that you would expect them to," you, it kind of suggests that they think that people are going to be sat there looking for things that don't work in the way that they they should. I mean, if they hadn't, is, done, is there a photo mode? Yeah, would they have got letters? Had they not done this thing? Excuse me, Rockstar, but in that rainy sequence that I was playing at one point, the horse's testicles didn't shrink in the manner that I expect. Oh dear! <laughs> it is it is the most bizarre story of the weekend, and I I absolutely loved it. I love stories like this. You just love testicles. I don't, well, not not so much. No, come on now. At least give me some credit here. Okay, fair enough. Saying that I love testicles on a podcast is just not going to go down well. <laughs> okay, you love horse testicles. How about that? That's probably no better. Fair enough. Well, <laughs> nonetheless, it's something Rockstar have decided. It's they, it's something that they absolutely need to address, and they have. And wow is all I need to say. I mean, yeah, just wow. Mm, there we go. Well, on that somber note, <laughs> we will report back to you as soon as we've seen this in action. That's all people are going to be looking for now when they play Red Dead, I'm telling you. Damn right. Damn right. Now it's out there. Absolutely ludicrous. I don't believe that. Well, there you go. Anything else for Chris's Corner? (laughs) No, that was me. I can't top that. Come on. Nothing can top that. (laughs) I know. It's going to be a a long and difficult road now. You have set the low bar even lower. (laughs) Who'd have thought that was possible when I started this? Well done. Any uh, any comments on horse testicles or anything else that Chris has mentioned in this podcast? <laughs> we'll plug the details at the end of the show. Oh, God. Please don't let us know your thoughts on that. Uh, Speaking of thoughts, let's move up to listener questions and corrections. Questions and feedback. Are there any corrections this week? No corrections, we all, which means no corrections, we were on, yes. on point last week, pretty much. Good to know. Which is which is awesome stuff. Uh, and what I would say is uh, we've had some new followers on SoundCloud, actually. So if you're listening from within the UK, you've chucked us a follower on SoundCloud, or even in a couple of instances, I've noticed we've had some Canadian listeners and uh, some listeners from Japan, I believe. Uh, if I've missed anybody out, uh, apologies, but just know that we seriously appreciate it. Anybody outside the UK... Yeah, those two, as those two are weird enough. I mean, come on. Well, it's, I wouldn't say it's weird. You know, you don't want to offend anybody, Chris, obviously. We're not, we're not calling anybody weird. We're just saying from our point of view <laughs> that what we expect... From our point of view, from a, a little UK podcast about gaming, the fact that we've managed to spread to Canada and Japan is... Ridiculous. Yeah, if you're listening from outside the EU, 
chuck us a hello. I would really, really like that, actually. I think that's a really cool thing, to be perfectly truthful. So a big thank you to um, people from the uh, EU or beyond that have listened to us, i.e. people that are the UK. But of course, our UK listeners still really appreciate it. Uh, no corrections, though, which is good news. Although, you know, this is second weeks in terms of uh, us having no corrections. So I'm sure there will be something this week that somebody will pick up on. Uh, our buddy Carl, who actually gave us some feedback with regards to the sound last week, has sent us through a question that I know you basically went out of your way to say we wouldn't be answering, but I'm going to force yeah, us to. I'm, I'm going to force us are. to answer it. I'm, I'm I'm the goddamn host, man. I'm I'm <laughs> going to do right by our listeners. So uh, on behalf of Carl, one of the things that he he asked, we were talking about Forza last week. So my assumption is this is where this question has uh, stemmed from. In the majority of driving games, you have the ability to change the view of your camera so you can kind of drive in first person view you can drive like rear bumper kind of front bumper that kind of thing Carl's question to us here what view do you actually opt to use when you play racing games do you want to give that a go no I'll tell you what then if you're not going to give it a go I will demand an explanation as to why okay the fact was this Uh, he texted me uh, early on last week because obviously I'd been playing the the demo and I've been I've known the guy for years and we were discussing how we play our racing games and what view we use and he is very firmly in the camp of using the in car view right and that that led to me saying I have never played a racing game in in car view I always use the chase cam yep which apparently offended him in some way oh right okay maybe apparently he's just... I'm weird. Well, maybe he's just curious as to why. I guess I guess saying anybody's weird for having a preference on this kind of thing is a little bit out there because why the hell would they give you five camera modes if only one of them is perfect for everybody, right? I guess that mm-hmm. wouldn't make much sense. But at the same time, um, I it really depends for me. If I'm doing more um, drifting kind of race style, I tend to use the cockpit camera, much like he does. Just because I feel, I feel I've got more of a sense of control over how you can control the car in terms of yeah. like, yeah, drag and that kind of thing. For yeah. the most part, though, I do use the chase cam just because I feel like I can see more going on. The cockpit cam gives a more realistic experience in that you can. You, what you're basically having to do is look through your mirrors. You're using the mirrors in the way that they would be used in real life, and you're checking your surroundings that way. Whereas if you're using the chase cam, what you're basically doing is you're giving yourself just a wider angle of viewing. Yeah. Right. right. So depending on the, for me, depending on the style of racing that I'm, I'm doing, I'll, I'll kind of switch, switch between those two. Whereas you, you're firmly in the camp of, well, I'm always going to use the chase cam. I'm firmly in the camp of chase cam unless I'm forced to use the, the cockpit cam, which does happen in the, in the occasional race on, on Forza. Yeah, I know that Dave tends to, I mean, I don't want to answer on his behalf. We'll see whether we can throw this one out to him next time he's on. Because uh, just quick note, by the way, Dave's um, uh, name, as we plug it all the time on Xbox, that kind of thing is Pugnutter, which is short for P-U-G is Peugeot. And he is a very big motorhead. So I imagine he would have a lot to say on this. He's done a lot of mechanics work in the past. It's his field of expertise, if if I'm completely honest with you. So I feel that the one person that would be able to weigh in this meaningfully, sadly, isn't able to weigh in this week. But we'll see whether we can pose the question to him. But as far as I know, he does tend to um, kind of flip between different cameras depending on 
in some cases, mood. It depends how how are you feeling right now. Do you want <laughs> right, do you want okay. to race in first person or cockpit cam? Do you want to race the chase cam? Do you want to race the bumper cam? I can't answer on his behalf, but I've seen him play in various different modes. So maybe we can get a bit of an explanation on that from his point of view as a kind of more hardcore uh, racing fan, fanatic, that kind of thing. For now, that's uh, that's what we'd say on the matter. Thanks ever so much for your question, Carl. Send us through another one for next week if you like, and we can happily settle public beefs uh, on the podcast. <laughs> oh yeah, that's always good to look forward to. <laughs> give him a give him a public forum for it. Why don't you? <laughs> Indeed, you do. Yeah. So uh, as always, yeah, really appreciate it. And I would also once again encourage the use of questions. Please do get in touch. Oh, I will plug this very very quickly right here right now because I didn't do it last week. Although I'll probably reiterate it in the plug section. In fact, no. Let's just move on to the plugs right now. Plug live. So uh, we'll go ahead and we'll quickly plug the uh, Twitter URLs as we always do. I am uh, at Ricky James. Chris, go ahead. Uh, uh, X underscore CW. Excellent. And as always, I'll plug anything. Sorry, any, any like Xbox gamer tags, PSN tags. We won't go into verbally. We'll put them all in the show notes if you want to add us on your respective social networks or uh, gaming networks. That's absolutely fine. Love to have people messages on there as well as the Twitter accounts i know i ask for feedback for, for via twitter people can tweet us uh, oh, the the primary funky gamer account is at funky gamer blog if you're going to send us questions i would encourage you to send them to that account using the hashtag fg podcast but if you do not use twitter or you want to get in touch via email we do now have an email address set up which is simply podcast at funky gamer.co.uk and ask you to put the title as uh, listener questions or something like that please include the word question in your subject line just so i'm able to find that as well as the subject itself that would be absolutely fantastic so another avenue for people to send over questions should you have any as always a big part of what we do here at funky gamer is streaming albeit we've had to miss the saturday stream this weekend due to egx but we do stream three nights a week that being tuesday thursdays and saturdays 9 p.m bst that will be changing to gmt as soon as the clocks go back in october here in the uk yeah i really highly encourage you to come check us out we've had Quite a number of people dropping in across Mixer, YouTube, and Twitch over the last week, which has been... Yeah, your Beyond playthrough has been been pretty good, pretty well received, I think. Yeah, I've been really been enjoying it as well. So to anybody who stopped in to uh, watch me play that, we still haven't finished. We're going to be carrying on. All the VODs are up on uh, like Twitch and that kind of thing if you want to go back and watch those. Beyond that, please do drop in when we do live stream. Chuck the channel a follow on your respective network so you know when we go live. And yeah, say hey. It's always a good time. Of course, the Discord channel, it's certainly not as stagnant as it was. There's about five or six of us in, in there. However, as always, please do come and add to the conversation. If you use Discord and you just like AFKing in channels and you listen to our podcast, you are already immediately qualified to come and join the Funky Gamer Discord channel. So if that interests you, please head over to funkygamer.co.uk slash Discord. It's simply a redirect to a Discord invite URL, and it will allow you to join our channel. Please say hi. We're really looking for new people to make friends with, start some discussions with, and potentially come up with some future podcast-related topics for us to discuss. Yeah, some new ideas are always welcome. iTunes. Many of you listen through soundcloud and for that i am hugely grateful as i said earlier we've had a number of people that 
gone out of their way to actually like and follow us on SoundCloud. If you have done so, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. If you use Apple devices, we are also on the biggest podcast platform in the world in the form of iTunes. So if you search for Funky Gamer on there, you can add us, subscribe, and get all your episodes automatically as they're released every week. If you are on said device, please, please, please go out of your way to drop us a rating because it really does help in terms of us gaining some exposure. We're not looking for anything absolutely tremendous, quite frankly, but in terms of being able to put ourselves out there, it would be remiss of me not to encourage people to do this. Leave us a review if you want with some nice feedback or some nasty feedback if you're feeling that way inclined. We won't take it too much to heart, but you know, <laughs> constructive is always... I will. Yeah, Chris will. He'll, he'll go and cry about it. I'll try and turn it into something constructive and try and make the podcast better, which is what we always do. You know what, mate? I actually think that is it. Unless you have anything else to add here that we haven't maybe mentioned? I, 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 no, I think I think we've pretty much covered it all for this week. It's been, it has been a relatively quiet week news-wise, so to try and to try and fill an entire show of an hour plus like we have been doing this week would, would have been really difficult anyway. It certainly would, and it's, like we say, it's a bit of a shame Dave's been joining us, but we do take the stance here that real life comes first. And whilst we do try and ensure that, you know, something every week, sometimes it's not always possible. So I'm sure we'll see Dave next week. And the questions that we've answered in previous weeks where we'd like his input, i.e. with regards to the driving and the title that he's going to pick up, we'll keep them on our itinerary here and we'll give him an opportunity to answer those next time he is on. Mr. Chris Wright, thank you very much for thank you joining me this week. Once again, I really sure. appreciate it. Thank you to every single person that that way listen to this across the platforms on which we release iTunes, Spotify, Spotify not quite yet. I've not heard anything back, but I'll let you know. Uh, what I meant to say there was SoundCloud. <laughs> My name is Ricky James. You're listening to the Funky Gamer Podcast. This is episode five. And as always, I'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>